0: Do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Welcome to Acting on the Run, the podcast.
1: Welcome back. Welcome to Acting on the Run, the podcast. I'm so glad that you're able to join me, whether it's morning, afternoon, evening. Late night, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me, and this is episode 10.
0: Number 10, a strong word called consignment, strictly for live men, not for freshmen.
1: Uh Uh Uh-huh, episode 10. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for anybody who has been keeping up with the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I apologize for the delay in episode, but thank you for keeping up, and thank you for listening Thank you for anybody who is just joining the podcast. Welcome at episode 10. Welcome. It's sure to be a good one. I'll start off where I left off on episode 9. Episode 9, I talked a lot about a show that I was going to be in, a theater performance. It was called My Skin Is Your Sin. It was a great experience, but I'll I'll break down the days. So we had a show on Friday the 25th. Saturday, the 26th, and Sunday, the 27th. And each show had its own different, I guess, vibe and flavor to it. It was all the same show, but each show was a little bit different because it's each a different day, so it's not going to be exactly like the previous day. But, of course, it stays on script with the story. But each show was different in this regard. I'll say that the Friday show... Was more like our first. I want to say real run through of everything. I know that in in some programs, um, and then the way that you would like to go is you would like to have a full run through before you actually, you know, open uh, open the curtains and you know and let everybody see the project. But unfortunately, due to, I guess, you know, scheduling issues and whatever else that I can't think of, that we never actually got to have a full kind of, like, walkthrough or, or like, a practice run just to get, you know, all those little, little kinks out. So on Friday, that show, it went good. But, and I can only speak for me because I can't be in, you know, every one of my castmates had, but in my head, everything was going good, but it was a little, I don't want to say, nerve-wracking, but it was just a little, I guess, like, little jitters and little, like, movement adjustments that, that I would like to have gotten out of my system before the actual show, because on this show, um, Normally, I believe, you know, when a show is is produced, whether it's on stage or, you know, on camera, that you have, you know, practice runs to make sure that everything goes as you need it to go. But like I say, we didn't have a real full practice run. And that practice run involves, you know, doing everything from getting on stage um, when you're supposed to, leaving off stage, going to do wardrobe change, come back, get back on stage, like things like that, and just making sure that, you know, all the timing is right and all the clothes are, you know, everything is moving right, everything is flowing right. And so on Friday, being as though that that was the first day that we actually were going to go from top to bottom all the way through, but with our audience there, everything was going good for the most part. Um some people slipped up on lines. I know I slipped up on lines a little bit, and there was one moment in the show where um, where me and another castmate, we had a scene together where we were involved in a, uh, in a shootout, and now I mentioned earlier that we never got to have a full rundown as far as with going back, changing clothes, making sure that everything was smooth, so on that night, When we got ready to do our shootout, normally in rehearsals, I was always in like, maybe like some sweatpants or like some jeans or something that I'm comfortable in. And so when we had to perform our scene, everything went smooth because I knew how, you know, to position, you know, all of my props and everything like that on me with clothes, you know, that I've been wearing. But on on the show night, we had to be in costume, and I had never ran the scene in full costume. So when we got ready to run our scene, it was a little bit later in the show, like after, I think it was right after intermission, our, our, uh, our scene came up, and when we got ready to do it, like I completely dropped my prop. I couldn't, because, because it was a shootout scene, so I had to position a um, a replica prop gun on me, you know, for the scene. And so I positioned it on me where I thought that I would be able to grab at it, you know, when I needed for the effect of the scene. But when the scene came, I didn't realize, you know, how the costume was gonna fit on me. And so when I went to go and do the scene. I couldn't complete it. Like, I reached for my gun, you know, for the shootout, and it fell on the floor, and it was completely off. Now, mind you, the audience, they had no idea that that wasn't supposed to happen, and, you know, so they probably thought that it was all a part of the show, but in my head, like, I'm beating myself up because I'm upset because all the lines were there, you know, I was hitting all the lines, and then this, you know, messed up my performance, and I don't want to say it messed up the performance because I still think that the performance was good, but personally, internally I knew that that wasn't supposed to happen. So it kind of, you know, threw me off a little bit. But that was the only real throw off, you know, from me personally that night. But I'm sure that any other one of my cast members, I'm sure that they can, you know, can describe moments where, you know, they had to work some kinks out. On, um, on Friday's show as well And also as a bonus um, I'm hoping that possibly I can get one of my uh, One of my cast members To give their kind of you know Review and, and viewpoint On the play just so You guys in the audience can hear A different you know perspective On the actual Same play so you can hear it from You know another viewpoint And not just mine Even though I don't mind giving mine I think it would be cool, you know, to hear something, you know, from someone else too. So, possibly I might be, you know, having a little guest feature a little bit later maybe. So, we'll see about that. But on that was that was Friday show. So, Friday was really just a, you know, rehearsal and getting all the kinks out. But it was a live show. So, I guess it all depends on how you look at it as a performer. Um, you know, because things like that happen. You know, there's times when you get last minute, you know, calls and things like that, and you just kinda gotta go and for lack of a better term, I guess wing it and kinda, you know, do the best you can. And and that's what we did. And I feel like it was, you know, a great a great opening. So now let's get to Saturday. Saturday was the second show that was on the on the twenty-sixth. That show was a whole lot better. That one, I felt better because, you know, that first night after we had those little kinks and everything like that, um, all of us as a cast got together, you know, got with our scene partners and kind of like, you know, made made some adjustments and, you know, practiced some different things to make sure that our delivery on Saturday night was going to be a whole lot better than our delivery on Friday night. And so Saturday night came. And from top to bottom, it was just you know moving like everybody was on point for the most part. And again, I can only speak for myself, so I don't know what others in the cast you know may think. But from my perspective, everybody was on point. I know I was on point. Um, that misstep I had in my scene with my with my wardrobe and my prop that didn't happen. You know, made some adjustments. Me and my scene partner made some adjustments and it it went through so so smoothly I was so proud um, it, it was just a great 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 feeling to finally put it together from top to bottom and be you know almost almost perfect what I will say about Saturday night is that Saturday night it was a good show but being as though it wasn't our last show something about the finale there's a different type of energy because it's like it's the last one you know you got to give it all you got because after this you know we closed up you know because again we had friday saturday sunday so that last sunday show is like okay you know supposed to be you know the best that you got You know, because after that, there's no more redos. And I know it's a live show, so technically there is no redos. But in the big picture, on Friday, if there were some mishaps, those could be cleaned up on Saturday. And so Saturday's show, she'll be better. And on Saturday, if there's some mishaps, those can be cleaned up on Sunday. But Sunday, it's like you got to be on point. Because that's the last show So there is not going to be a Okay I can come back on Monday And make up for the mishaps on Sunday So on Sunday Just had to be ready And as perfect as possible And on and now I'll get to Sunday's show And Sunday's show was actually very special For me Because I had one of my best friends Come in town To actually see the show And it meant a whole lot for her to be there, um, one of my best friends. We've been friends since high school, you know, since, uh, since how old was I? I wanna say 12 when me and her met. Um, so yeah, so we've been friends for a long, long, long time. And for her to be able to be there and, you know, experience that and see me in a light that she may not have seen um, in the past, it meant a lot for me, so that Sunday show, I wanted it to be perfect from my perspective, from my, um, from my delivery. So that Sunday show, it it was just that from top to bottom. Again, I felt as though it was perfect. Saturday show, you know, some people forgot their lines a little bit, or I can't even say that. Maybe they wanted to change it up, add a little bit, a little bit. I don't know, but Sunday show was amazing. Um, the feedback was amazing. We had some time after the show to do a little meet and greet with the crowd, take pictures and everything like that, and it was a great experience. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. There's a lot of feedback coming in from the crowd in regards to the storyline. In the story again, just for, you know, anybody who didn't catch episode 9. I think I talked about it on episode 8 and 7 too, but so the story for the most part It's about a family living in uh, South Central L.A., and just basically you're getting a camera view of, you know, what a black family, you know, uh, living in South Central, going through certain um, racial racial challenges, because over the past couple years, that's been a big... A big deal, you know, um, with all the the movements as far as with, you know, a lot of different people and different genres of people and ethnicities fighting for rights, you know, fighting for equal rights. And the purpose of the show was to show what some people go through because everybody doesn't go through the same thing, but, you know, everybody can relate to some extent. So the play was to show what some black families go through and not even just black, you know, any, any ethnicity, you know, um, what people in general go through. Um, and it gave like a background on a lot of different Los Angeles based themes. So as far as with all, you know, the gang, uh, the heavy gang, um, not violence, but, uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, presence. So, like, the you know, the presence that that has in Los Angeles, and you know, and you know what you see on on movies and and TV shows and things like that. It kind of we we try to bring all that into perspective and kind of break things down so that people can understand what they're seeing and you know and the root of you know why. How do we get from you know A to Z, you know, or A to B, you know, however you want to look at it, as far as the timeline, but we we're able to break down a lot of different terms, so a lot of different you know terms and phrases and slang that you may hear and you know in music or on TV or on movies or in the streets, you know, wherever you are. As far as Los Angeles based, you know, a lot of different things were were um were broken down, explained and it it really was part, you know, comedy, part drama, part educational. Um uh, it had a lot of different moments in there. We were also able to um throw some different uh live props in there. And when I say live props, I'm speaking of different, you know, food and beverage that are that are local to the LA area. So, you know, giving people a chance to see, like, you know, um, Louisiana fried chicken is one of the places that's, you know, local to Los Angeles. Some of the best, best, best chicken I've ever had too, by the way, even better than Popeyes, you know, as far as I'm concerned. But I know everybody doesn't necessarily eat, you know, fried chicken and everybody doesn't necessarily eat Popeyes. So maybe you don't know that reference, but if you've had fried chicken, this Louisiana fried chicken is some of the best. Um, but yeah, so you know that was one of the live props that we threw in there. Um, we talked about like you know coffee bean and tea leaf. That's one of the um, one of the franchises out here. What else? There's a couple a couple different things I can't you know recall instantly at the moment. But overall, Sunday's show went great. You know Friday Saturday were you know were great in their own right, and it really just gave me a chance to to really, you know, have that experience again, and really, you know, put myself out there, and not necessarily worry about, you know, getting everything right, even though in my mind, I want to have everything right, but, you know, everything doesn't go exactly how you want it in mine, but it's all about how you, you know, how you rebound from different um different mishaps or different you know mistakes or you know or challenges that come along the way. But overall, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it was a great show. Um we are gonna be doing the show again. I don't necessarily have the details on all of that, but it's definitely in thoughts to you know to be done again and ran again. So once we do, if we do, and I'm a part of it, I'll definitely let you guys know. Also, with any other shows that I'm a part of, I'll of course let my podcast audience know. But I want to stay on the topic of shows, and I want to um, I want to talk about something that a lot of people go through with stage, and this is more for you know why I started. This particular podcast I want to have this podcast To be able to give Those who are looking to get into You know, the arts And into acting and theater Commercial, print You know, whatever it is That you do Music, you know, whatever it is That you do I want to give a perspective from From someone who is actively Involved in in the business and actively, you know, booking jobs and, and working and and going through the experiences so that my progress up until this point can help, you know, someone who hasn't started yet or is thinking about starting or is, or, is, uh, or is just starting. So it's like, you know, some of the things that I've been able to experience and learn that I just hope to pass that to anybody who's interested so that that way they can take that information, my experiences, and apply it to their journey and hopefully hopefully, reach their goals as well. But I want to talk about something that a lot of people go through, whether it's on stage, in front of camera, behind the mic, um, anywhere, getting over butterflies or 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 stage fright, or that nervousness, you know, that comes on when it's like, okay, I have to show my performance, show my work, you know, show my art, show what's in, you know, in my head, because that can be very nerve-wracking, because it's like, you know, people, people are going to know you from your last work, your last performance, your last, you know, uh, your last outing, you know. The last time they saw you, you know, what's the most recent interaction or, you know, knowledge that they have, and so, um, those butterflies, you know, I feel like are natural to come, I don't think that they're a bad thing, I don't necessarily think stage fright is a bad thing, because it's natural, you know, it's a natural feeling, but that's all it is, is a feeling, and... As an artist, yes, and this is just my opinion. And anybody who you know has you know an alternate opinion or wants to give feedback, please you know feel free. You can always um, always leave a comment. I know on on YouTube the comments are disabled, but you can leave a comment. I believe on the uh, on the Apple Podcast, I think you can leave it on Spotify. Google Podcasts on my um, on my Instagram. You know, you can always leave a comment, and I'll give my Instagram information again. Well, actually, no, it's in the bio. So if anybody wants to connect on Instagram, you know, please feel free. But just getting past that—that's where I feel like the victory is, because if you're able to get past. Those butterflies and stand on the other side of those butterflies. Like, you know, picture walking through, you know, a garden or something like that, and it's just like butterflies flying everywhere, and you can't really see what's on the other side through, you know, that swarm of butterflies. But the butterflies aren't necessarily going to hurt you. They're not going to bite you or harm you. So you can literally walk through those butterflies and then when you walk through that swarm of butterflies, then you can see, you know, all the rest, you know, that's good in that garden. Like, you know, then you can see the sun and see all the flowers and plants and colors and, you know, and creatures and whatever else is there. But I was just saying that, you know, metaphorically, like, you know, picture walking through that and basically on stage or in front of camera or behind the mic or wherever you do what you do, getting through or getting past those butterflies, that's when I feel like you can flow after that. Because then it's like, okay, that fear, that nervousness, that's gone now. So now you're just going off of straight, you know, what's in your head. So it's like if it's your lines or your lyrics or whatever you had planned, now that can just, you know, flow out because that feeling is gone. Because, again, it's just a feeling. And feelings pass, you know. Feelings pass like the wind, you know. I, I can't I can't describe, right now at least, how many feelings I go through in the process of a day. So, feelings come and go, you know. Good feelings, bad feelings, nervous feelings, awkward feelings, you know. They all just come and go and it's how we respond to them that determines the outcome of whatever situation that we're in. So getting past those butterflies is something that I would like to encourage anybody, you know, if you have that nervousness because of what, you know, people may think or what, you know, like maybe you don't think that you're good enough or that you practice enough or, or whatever, getting past that is very important because you're doing something that a lot of people or or someone else may not want to do because everybody has different interests so i'm not saying that in a negative way i'm only saying that because it's like something that you want to do is what you want to do and what you want to give you know to the world and somebody else They may have interest in what you're doing, not to say that they want to do it, but they're interested in seeing it done because, you know, it's something that maybe they have in their head as well, not necessarily to do, but something that they would like to see or something that that they enjoy. So it's like your gift could be, you know, uh, something that you have could mean a whole lot to someone else. I think about it when I think about different artists that I listen to or actors, actresses that I watch, and I'll look at their progression over time from when I first discovered them, and then even before that, when I didn't know who they were, you know, I'll try to look back and see, you know, their growth, and and it's amazing. And, and what makes it even more amazing is that that particular person has no idea that, you know, I've found, you know, that interest In them because they don't know who I am. I personally don't know who they are. I know, you know, who they are as an artist or performer, but I don't necessarily know who they are. So it's like we have no, um, no real connection. But their gifts, you know, inspired me or helped me or, you know, gave me entertainment or, you know, or, you know, helped me feel good or, or gave me inspiration. And they don't even know it. And so your gifts, again, they could help. So walk through those butterflies. Get over that stage fright, that nervousness, because it's definitely a whole lot better on the other side of it. Um, I would like to talk about, oh, you know what I want to to touch on? Something that I should have done, but that I didn't think about In the moment, I want to go back to um, Friday's show. And I don't mean to keep saying um. It's something that I'm always trying to work on, so bear with me. One of these days, there's never going to be a um. One of these days. Anyway, so going back to Friday's show, what I didn't think about, because, again, that's a show where I had, you know, that mishap and I dropped my prop, and I was so upset With myself, not because I was nervous or anything like that, but because I wanted my performance to be, you know, immaculate, you know, I wanted it to be perfect, not because I know that I have to be perfect, not like that, because nobody's perfect, but, you know, if you push yourself and you care about what you do, then you want your, you know, your performances or your your final work to be as good as you, you know, would like it to be, um, even if it's not 100% perfect. But what I didn't think about was the act of improving. Improving is something that I have to always keep in my head and that really any performer should keep in their head. And I was so wrapped up in, dang, I messed up, I messed up, that I forgot that, okay, even messing up, I can still make this scene work. So it's like, say if on Saturday, if the same thing happened, On that night, I was going to be prepared to kind of, you know, play it off a whole lot better than I did on Friday night when I had the mishap. But fortunately, on Saturday, I didn't have any mishap, and on Sunday, I didn't have any mishap, so I didn't necessarily have to go into that improv bag. But my advice is that anybody who, who does have a performance they're doing or anything like that, if you do mess up, you know... The audience has no idea, so improv it. Because you know, for example, when I had my mishap, I could have improv that by you know, you know, doing a number of different things. I could have dropped the prop, and I could have you know fell on the floor, you know, on it, or I could have you know uh, made a certain movement, or you know, threw in a certain line to kind of like you know go with the, um, go with the mistake so that that way it doesn't look like a mistake. It looks like it was actually tied into, you know, the original script. So, improving is something very important. So, anybody in the arts and not even just that, but, like, in, in life, you know, you can really improv a lot of situations in life. So, it's like if you get, you know, caught in a situation that you're not necessarily ready for, improv it. You know, picture how you would like that situation to play out in your head and roll with it and then, you know, see what happens. But that's my advice about that one. One thing also, you know, as I continue on, moving on, that I want to talk about is the business side of entertainment. And the business side of it... Excuse me, I just had to get something to drink. The business side of it... Is great and frustrating, and I say that because working in this business, you're a you're essentially a uh, what do you call it? A uh, a uh, a private contractor, and you're basically doing everything. You know, it's like job by job. You know, there is no you know um, full schedule. Unless maybe you get on, you know, a certain show or, you know, where you have like a reoccurring character or if you have, you know, a certain a certain, you know, uh, deal, whereas, you know, you have guaranteed, you know, payments along the way, something like that. But in general, you're all just doing private contractor work. So each job is a hire for that job and then. And then that's it, and then you're on to the next one, or on to the next one. And the reason I say that is because you're not working with, with just one company, so each project is is represented by its own company, unless it's going through a you know, like a major um, a major studio, like you know, for example, anything I've done with 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 um, Dark Man Studios. That has been a different experience because of how big the company is. But if you're, if it's not necessarily attached to a studio, it could be somebody's own personal company. You know that they've started, uh, which every company starts as somebody's personal company, and then it just grows. But I say all that to say to have patience and be open to the different, I guess, process that each company goes through. And I mentioned that because I want to touch a little bit on payment and money. And we're all in, you know, we all work to get paid in general. Nobody works for free unless you're choosing to volunteer your time, you know, and if you do, you know, kudos to you And I've done it, you know At times as well Because sometimes you do get, you know Free time where, okay, you know I don't need to work I don't need to, you know, bring in any more money Necessarily I can afford to, you know, allot this time To do this, you know you know For, uh, for Someone else's benefit And so, but If you're working for a paycheck You know You expect to have it Have guidelines set to where, as though you know how much you're working, what you're doing, what you're getting paid for, when you're gonna get paid for it. But what I've learned is that each project has its own its own process when it comes to being paid. And I just want to give advice and say that you know, be patient because Every process isn't next day. Like, you know, for example, I've had some projects I've done where I've gotten paid the same day. Some projects I've done I've gotten paid, you know, a week later, three, four days later. Some projects I've done, um, it takes, you know, months um, to receive some type of compensation. And it's not the worst thing because at least... You still get paid, but it's the important part is knowing that process before you get started. Now, I know in some instances, you won't necessarily know what's going to happen until the end. And that happens in a lot of instances. So, like, um, even if you are going to get paid and you're told that you're going to get paid, you know, at this point in time, you know, you never know until that time gets here because the company that's paying has to come through on you know on their end, and there's nothing that can be done if on their end they say, "Hey, there was a holdup," or "Hey, there was a mishap." It's like all you can do is be patient and wait. And I don't want to say that as oh, you know, somebody should just be okay with you know working for free and not getting their money. No, but always be open to. The process, And if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and giving it your full effort, your work will be paid off. You know, you will, you know, your work won't be in vain or for free, even even if, you know, you have to wait and wait. And it seems that way because I've had thoughts in my head where it's like, you know, on certain projects where it's like, okay, well, you know, I still haven't gotten paid, you know, this person's playing, like, you know, what's going on? And it's all about just having patience because everybody's situation isn't the same. Everybody's, you know, the way that they prep to do things isn't the same. So always just be open to, you know, little hiccups like that because they come. And I've seen, even on different interviews, that i've seen other you know other actors do where they you know where they talk about payment and things like that and even even artists you know especially um especially you know musicians that's for for the longest since i've gotten involved in really listening to music um that that's always been a topic you know doing work not getting paid or not getting paid what you're supposed to it happens In this business um, unfortunately but it happens and you just got to kind of roll with it and take the good with the bad but if you have a good positive outlook it will always work out for the best because up until this point I haven't had any project that I haven't gotten paid for but again you know there's always a process for each project so some have to wait some I don't but I'm just saying that to share that if you do get into this business or if you are in this business and you're feeling, you know, kind of um negative or you know or deflated about a payment situation, just know that it will work out. Everything will work out and you get your money, you know, whether it's from that person or from another project that you do, everything ultimately is going to work out in your favor. Just stay um stay positive and and stay on top of your business as well. Cause I don't want us I don't want anybody to interpret my words and think that okay that you should just let people not pay you and then just you know go about your business. No, you know, obviously you know keep in contact with those companies and those people and make sure that your business is taken care of. But again, you can only do so much because the other person has to do their part too. So as long as you're doing your part and putting your effort into whatever it is, you know, they are trying to get done, if you're looking for your money, you know, if you're contacting that person, you know, following up, doing your part, everything will work itself out. But if you're not doing your part, then, you know, that's on you because I don't know how that's going to turn out. But if you put forth... A little effort then everything will work out didn't mean to get long-winded with that I hope I made some type of sense but oh one last thing I would like to add on to that is contracts um, be on the lookout for your contracts and always read your contracts if you have an agent you know that you trust to you know read through them or if you have a lawyer that you trust to read through them, you know, make sure they do. But I trust myself, and I know, you know, that if I'm going to sign a contract, I'm definitely going to read through it myself. Regardless if I have, you know, an agent or, or a lawyer or representative, you know, I would like to know what's going on with my paperwork. And then, you know, if my agent, rep or whatever, if they want to look at it, and give me their advice on it, you know, that's always acceptable. Make sure that you read over your over your paperwork because, you know, contracts can have any type of language in there and to, like, throw off the overall message of it because the overall bold point message could be you do this and you get that. But then those 50 pages in between breaks down different, you know, stipulations and and rules to, okay, if you do this, you don't get this, or if this happens, you know, like, there's always, um, always something. And then there's vague contracts as well. And I say vague, V-A-G-U-E, because some contracts don't have necessarily dates on them. And I got caught in a situation like that where my contract, as far as payment, didn't have a date on it. So in my head, I'm thinking I'm going to get paid immediately. But in the business, you know, in the company owner's head, they're, you know, they're thinking, okay, well, I can just pay them at my leisure because the contract didn't have a date of payment. And little things like that are something to, you know, obviously keep an eye out for because if I would have noticed something like that, you know, before... Completing a project I could actually Bring it up And question it And if you As a listener Ever see anything Like that Where you're given A contract And It have It has Dates of work Like okay You're supposed to Rehearse on these days You're supposed to Perform on these days Um And But it doesn't have Necessarily a date of When you'll get paid It just says okay That you will get paid That's kind of You know A vague statement Because it doesn't give you any date so really you can't do anything with that even if you you know wanted to get you know upset and take this company to court you really couldn't do anything with it because there's no guaranteed date of payment on the paperwork so the so the company owner could easily just say well hey I never said when I was gonna pay you so always keep an eye out for that you know pay attention to the details in your paperwork and if you notice something always you know speak up on it say something about it because if you don't you know who knows who will so you always have to advocate for yourself in this business and in business in general even if it's not in arts and entertainment in any business if you're working a job you know make sure that you get that straight you know up front if you notice it. If you don't notice it then you gotta do what you gotta do on the back end. But if you if you do notice it beforehand make sure you say something about it because a company is is going to want to you know keep as much money as they can because that's the point of getting into business is to make money for your company but as a as a performer as an employee as a worker you expect to get paid for your work and so it's an unfortunate you know imbalance at times with, you know, companies and payment and employees or performers, whereas though the company, you know, they're going to get their money, but it's paying the employees that they get it, you know, after. So it can be a headache, but it, I guess it just depends on how bad you want to do whatever it is you're doing. So if you want to continue your job, then you got to go through what you got to go through. So just keep that in mind, my advice. Um, I wrote down this question because when I was thinking about payment and everything like that, that it's not always a bad thing to do work for free because I don't have a problem with helping people because I believe I said this earlier in the podcast. I hope it didn't get cut, but... I was saying how, you know, if you find time and you want to be able to, you know, help, you know, help someone else or do something for someone else, you know, for free, for, you know, for no charge. That's cool because I honestly feel like working for free isn't a bad thing, you know, as long as it's not, you know, your only work. But if you want to help people and do a project for free, you know, that's not bad because yeah, it doesn't necessarily help you put money in your pocket up front because you never know you know what that job could you know do for you or what that project could do for you over time, but immediately it may not put anything in your pocket, but it does you know help to develop relationships make friendships um, it helps to do things for others because in turn, you know, they'll help you when you need it, and I don't want to, I don't want that to come off as selfish, you know, being as though, okay, I'm gonna do this for you, but you have to do this for me, not like that, but in reality, you know, that is a benefit, because if you help somebody, then in turn, when you need help, they'll help you, so I don't think working for free is a bad thing, Um, I do know that there are instances where people can work for free and get taken advantage of, that happens, but that's all up to you whether or not you want to continue on working for free or not. So it's all on a case-to-case basis, on my opinion, but I don't have any issue with working for free if I know that I'm working for free in the beginning and it's a decision that I make to do. But if I'm thinking I'm going to get paid and then it ends up, oh, I'm not going to be able to pay you, then that's the issue that I have to be handled at that time. But don't close out working for free. I don't do a lot of jobs for free, but, you know, in certain times, if somebody does ask me, hey, you know, I need some help, you know, or, hey, you know, uh, can um, can you fill in for me type thing, I will always, always, always do that because everybody needs help every now and then. So if I expect to get help when I reach out, then who am I to, to to deny helping someone when they reach out to me? So just something to think about. What's next? Well, this is episode ten. Like I said in episode ten, um, I wanted to be able to give you guys a a recap of the show because in previous episodes I talked a lot about doing this show and putting this show together. And again, to my very, 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 very good friend, one of my best friends, thank you for coming out. I really, really appreciate it. You know, it meant a lot more than maybe I could express at the time. Um, But thank you, thank you, thank you. It meant a lot. If you do hear this, just know that you are appreciated, you know, for your presence. I would say your name, but I don't know, you know, how you feel about that. But you know who you are. Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. It meant a lot. And, of course, on any future shows or projects, you know, that I'm a part of, I'll, of course, tell my podcast audience, of course. But, you know, to any of my friends or anything like that, who I'm in touch with, I'll definitely let you know and to, you know, and to, you know, help help keep getting, you know, Getting that getting that support because that support is very important along this journey um, you you lose people you gain people but you know the people who stick with you um, that's very important because those are people who really believe in you you know and believe in your abilities and your and, and what you're capable of so I really appreciate those people in my life and this particular friend I really just wanted to say thank you, you know. Even if you don't hear this podcast, you know, that energy is out in the world, so hopefully in some way, shape, or form, you will feel that. But a big hug from me to you. It meant a lot to have you there. But what's next? Um, anything. I don't... I Well, I don't. I do have some auditions lined up. Um, I didn't get to an audition update in this episode, because over the past weeks since episode 9, since the play, there's been a bunch of different ones. Um, I didn't necessarily jot them down to uh, to discuss on this episode, but on the next episode, episode 11, I'll get back on that and delve into that. But I really want to talk about the play because, again, in previous episodes... I brought it up a lot, so I wanted to, you know, share what happened. And then also, I, I remember saying that if I was able to, I would, you know, let people know where they can watch it digitally if we were able to put that together. But unfortunately, um, we weren't able to put that together as far as to have it live streamed or um, or have it taped. It was taped to an extent, but not necessarily for... Um, for it wasn't taped for distribution it was more taped for like a uh like a director's cut type tape so it was more just put together for reference and not for um and not for output and you know and not to put out you know for the for the world to see but any but if it does on the next show if we do have a next show and i'm involved in it and if it does you know get um Get recorded in a way that can be uh, shared. I will definitely share it with you. And any other work I do, I'll definitely share it with my podcast audience. Uh, speaking of that, one of my one of my castmates, um, actually, an individual who I may have, you know, as like a bonus on this episode. Um, We were talking about if he wanted to give his uh, his feedback on the play and, you know, and his whole experience with it. So I may be able to throw that in as like a bonus clip. Um, If anybody wants to wants to uh, stick around to, you know, check that out and hear another perspective besides mine. I'm not sure, you know, how long this episode is at this point. But if you have the time, you know, definitely uh, definitely take a listen to whomever. I decided to add on to the podcast because I've been meeting a lot of interesting people, um, and I don't say interesting in a bad way, interesting in a in the most positive, in the greatest way as possible. But I wanted to have my podcast be a voice, and I figure I may start to add in, you know, bringing on different um, different guests every now and again. Um, only in applicable situations. So if it makes sense, I'll do it. Um, I don't look to have this podcast be something where it's just, you know, an, an, uh, an interview tool where I just have different people come on and interview them. But I do plan to, if I am involved in projects, you know, that involve other, other individuals, definitely have them come and give their feedback. So at least, you know, you can have a different voice to hear, and not just mine all the time, every now and again, so be on the lookout for that, I may throw in a, uh, a, a section or segment of that on the end of this podcast, if we're able to get that done, if not, you know, it'll be something done definitely in the future. Um, lastly, in episode 10, well, not lastly, but next to last, I want to talk about headshots, um, and this is particularly for those in, in arts and entertainment because I know everybody doesn't use headshots across all employment um, platforms. But if you do work in arts and entertainment, and I say this because I have to remind myself of it as well, keep your headshots updated. Um, I haven't updated my headshots in a little while, it's something that I've kept in mind. It's something that I need to do, but I haven't done that yet, but it's not the hardest thing to do, so I will get it done. Um, but keeping those headshots updated, if there's been different changes to you physically, even mentally, because, you know, your internal shows on your external. So what's inside, you know, it comes out. So even if you're having different, you know, you're clicking on a different level mentally than you were, you know, updated because your, you know, your expressions could look a whole lot different compared to, you know, a former mind state that you might have been in. But not just that, you know, if if you've had, you know, weight loss or weight gain for that matter, or if you've, you know, grown your hair or if you've cut your hair or if you've gone from rocking a, a natural look to you know a styled look or if you went from curly to straight you know different little things like that if you went from you know uh not being in shape to getting in shape and so now you know your body's changed and your your facial structure you know has changed a little bit you know little things like that show and so um, on the headshots, it's important to keep those updated with your changes, especially if they're changes for the good because that's how you that's well not, that's, that, that, that's not the only way, but that's one of the ways that you book work is through your headshots because a lot of times I'll book things with just a headshot or other times I'll have to do an audition. But headshots are very, very, very important. So if you do, you know, if time does go by and your look changes and everything, make sure you update those headshots. And that's something that I plan to do very, very soon because I have been working on myself and getting my mind right, getting my body right. So I do know that I need to update those soon. But through the, through the grace of God, I've still been able to get work based on my old headshots. So the old headshots are definitely doing their job. You know, so that seed planted years ago is still, you know, producing fruit, so I can only imagine what new headshots planting that seed, what, you know, fruit that'll produce, and by fruit, I mean, you know, like accomplishment, success, uh, job, that's what I mean by fruit, um, but I thank you for sticking with me on this podcast, I know that this was a long one, Um, If you were able to make it all the way to the end, salute to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the support. I really do. If you have anything that you're working on, please let me know and I'll support. Um, I, I was told about a project that someone in my life is working on, and I do have to get to that, I was sent the link, but I have to get to it as far as to be able to subscribe to it, and you know, really, um, really actually watch it and everything like that. But once I do, and I'm gonna do that soon. Um, but once I do um, with their with their permission, you know, I'll definitely share it with my podcast audience. You know, if if they want their information shared on you know on my platform, I'll definitely do that. But You know, um, I think that's it for episode 10 as far as from me. Like I said, um, I may have an additional clip um, attached to this podcast so that if anybody wants to, you know, hear a perspective from a castmate of mine, I may be able to throw that in here. So, you know, if you do have some extra time, take a listen to that. If not, I appreciate you for listening to me. For this time, you know, doing whatever it is that you're doing, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me, and I hope that I was able to give some advice or some type of entertainment value or something um, to anybody who listens, because I don't want this podcast just to be me uh, talking into a mic and not necessarily reaching anybody, so I hope that my words do make a difference and help, you know, in your life as you know, as they've helped in mine, you know, because they're my words. But anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I don't mean to ramble. I don't mean to hold you, but thank you. And until the next one, again, this was Acting on the Run episode 10. I'll see you on episode 11. I love you all. Peace. Welcome back, everybody. So, as I was saying earlier in the episode, we were going to have a little extra material. So, welcome to Bonusville. This is where you get an extra behind-the-scenes perspective from my, uh, my different castmates, different friends. So, welcome. Please enjoy. This is coming from Cavalier, castmate of mine, friend of mine, great guy. I'm sure that he'll drop some precious gems on you, so... Buckle up, and get ready for the ride. And here's Cavalier. What's good, Acting
0: on the Run family? My name's Cavalier, also Marcel Jordan-Sawyer. Uh, thank you, Christian, for having me on the show, bro. Like, for real. Like, I've never been on a podcast before, so this is going to be interesting. I'm just going to flow, just going to talk. Um, so kudos for all you guys listening in. Um, hope I give you something that's going to impact you. Uh, us as creatives, we always want to be impacting somebody. That's the reason why we do our art, or that's the reason why we do what we do. Um, so that we can impact the world in a positive way and change, change lives, I guess. Um, so we talk about this play, right? Like this play, like this play that we was, that we was just in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the play was real, real, real great, guys. Like it was really, uh, really insightful, especially because where I grew up, I didn't have to deal with a lot of police brutality and a lot of different um, topics that were brought up in the play. So being exposed to them opened my eyes and helped me to understand why people react certain kind of ways um, or will have a different um, viewpoint on certain things. So my character, his name was Will. He was one of the singers in the community uh, He at one of the local churches. And he was supposed to, supposedly just talking to his aunt in the beginning, and then all of a sudden the police come up and create this big fuss because... They just want to. It was real cool, also with that character to be a lot of the comic relief within the play. Um, I'm I'm all about comedy. I love being uh, making people laugh and bringing some joy to people. So right after that scene, that scene where I did get beat up, which was very serious, because those those cops they they whooped my butt like they they beat me down for no reason at all. I come back on the next scene, and I'm all bandaged up and everything, kind of showing that, like, I went through something. And this was the scene with the chicken, bro. This is the scene that they literally they literally gave me chicken. They made the mistake of giving me chicken on stage and didn't think that I was going to not, you know, act it out. So I got some Louisiana, Louisiana fried chicken. Anyone who knows about Louisiana fried chicken, they put something in that chicken that makes you just want to slap your mama, just make my slap your mom. <laughs> but nah, this chicken's like really good, it's better than Popeye's, it's better than anything. So of course, of course I'm gonna eat it on stage and these people made the mistake of letting me do it. So the first night that I actually got to do it, I had dropped the chicken and somebody in the audience screamed out and was like, oh no, he dropped the chicken. In my defense, I was bandaged up, I was restricted with my moving and I did try to catch it when I fell but I, it's, The crowd was mad at me for dropping that chicken Every single night The cast members was mad at me though Come to think of it Cast members was mad at me every night Because they thought I ate all the chicken on stage But I only ate two pieces I saved the rest for everybody else It didn't get back to the back because that's, that's not my fault I was supposed to bring it off stage Now um, I also got to sing I am a singer um, I sang opera for the past ten years So uh, I was so excited to be able to sing the national, the black national anthem, and also, uh, <laughs> what's the name of that song? Uh, a song by Yolanda Adams, uh, "Victory." Sing, we got to sing "Victory" by Yolanda Adams, um, and I never really sang gospel because my background is in opera, um, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, my boy Christian over here was encouraging me like every single night, You're like, "Yo, man, that was that was fire! That was fire! That was fire!" Something that I didn't like think I could do but he empowered me like to, to be able to do it and like that I was doing okay and singing it and pushing forward with it through rehearsals. Um, after that, we went into a lot of depth about slavery and how like it's still kind of going on and how we need to get out of that mindset. And uh, then I come back in the middle of the play right after my boy Christian dies. <laughs> they took him out, y'all. But it was good. It was real quiet. It was good. He died. You died very finessly, bro. You died very finessly. That's what I mean. <laughs> um, but being a comic, relief after that big dramatic moment, um, came back with some donuts. Now these people gave me chicken and donuts on stage, and I was able to eat the whole entire like during the whole entire play. But um, then it was another episode, uh, another uh, scene with the cops that came back, and being able to kind of bring myself back out on stage because. Um, me and my aunt, my play aunt, we had donuts, we were running from the cops because they once get the donuts i don't really know how that plays into the whole thing, but you know what it was fun to do. The whole play was very great it was like it was very great uh, a lot of people uh this was the first time performing, and they had a lot of jitters, they had a lot of nerves going on they didn't know what to expect, um especially that first night, like we had just a lot of uh, a lot of train wrecks, but it was everyone's still kind of pushed on with the show and I'm proud of everyone for doing the best, like their best job. Like it was really great. And we did deliver a message and we did make an impact. Um, it was, I messed up every night. I can tell you right now that I messed up every night and I'm not going to sit here and dwell on that because it was, I we played it off and we played it off well every single night. Um, I forgot words. I forgot, uh, some movements, I forgot to take the chicken off the stage. like it was just like a whole bunch of stuff, so in in that just to for all you guys to encourage you, don't get hung up on those things because you never your next performance will suffer from the the regret or the the forgetful like you oh I forgot my lines, so dang, and then you come into that mindset and you become low on yourself. um no stay encouraged. And every single night you put your butt out on that stage and you give the world everything you got because you never know who's going to be in the audience. You never know who's going to be um, connecting you to your next gig or connecting you to that, that, that opportunity that's going to come your way. And if you're so strung up on, oh, I forgot my words on this, this, uh, this show that I did four, four years ago and I don't know if I can recover from it, you won't recover from it. Don't dwell on it. It was on stage. A lot of the times, the audience ain't even gonna know. So you might as well just keep it pushing. The show must go on. Um, I remember back when I did Porgy and Bess in Florida. I, I, was, I was a solo performance. Um, like my, my character, he's the only person talking at the time. Everyone else is on stage and they're just all looking at me. And I literally forgot my lines. The music in the background just kept playing. And when I sat there for a good like I felt it was like 10 minutes. But it was only like, you know, 20 seconds. But it still was like just 20 seconds of just people just looking at me like, go on. What's the next line? And I just stood there. Like, I didn't know what to do. The girl who came in, who was supposed to come in after me, she came right on in on her cue. And I just like picked up the pieces and ran off stage. It was embarrassing. But you know what? I'm happy that I did it because they say that you always get that one embarrassing moment. And then it's nothing but just up from there. So keep your head up, guys. Don't worry about those little issues and nuances that come along the way. They, ain't going, they don't define what kind of artist you are, period, point blank. You're human. We're all human. So we're going to make mistakes. But be like a duck and let it just brush off your shoulders, off your back. Um, back to this play, uh, it, was, it, was very, it was a lot of fun. It was great. Everyone did a great job. Um, it's was my first all black production so a lot of things that I expected weren't done and a lot of things that I didn't expect like were done and it was it was really weird and it was uh it was it was it was kind of good on my part to be that flexible or just to be understanding to certain things yeah it was it was just like it was it was a lot of, it was just it was just very uh all black and what I mean by that is that it wasn't, it's not that it wasn't uh, done or executed correctly. It was, I don't really even know what to say, how to say that. Like, it's very, like, it's, you, like you know, like, it's an all-black production. Like, it's like, you know, you know, you know, you understand. There's it's nothing wrong with it. It's just not what a Hollywood production would pay you up front. <laughs> um, I understand that things happen along the way. And I understand that uh, every production company is different. I'm not I'm not saying that I expected to get paid, uh, you know, right at the end after I got on staff stage. But I kinda did get expect to get paid right after I got off stage. On a positive note, I made I made a lot of family. Um, especially going through certain circumstances that I've gone through um within my life. From that production, I've created family, like Christian. It's my bro right here. This is my this is my family. Um my landlord currently is was a part of the production when I lost my housing like he was he stepped up to the plate um, when I had uh, lost my mother, everyone just showed me love like it was it was a family it created such a family aura within us um, that I was able to get through these certain circumstances so every time I go to a production, I always have a, a great um, great outlook on things because you never know who you're going to meet, what's, who's going to be in the, audience, in the in the crowd of it, um, and who's going to impact your life just as much as you'll impact theirs. So with anything you do, just go in there with a great, open, receiving attitude and receive the, the goodness that's coming to you because you can make the best out of it or you can make the worst out of it. And don't nobody want to make the worst out of nothing. Just make it great. Be great. Put great out there. Other than that, I don't really know, bro. Like it's it's like it's like it was the play was good. Um, In my life, I'm I'm currently in two more musicals right now. Um, One, I'm playing a father of a boy who is a he's the desires the artist artistry lifestyle in life, um, which is something I'm going through right now. But to be the parent of someone who's looking for that. Uh, artistry or that artistry desire, they um, it it opened my eyes to see what my parents go through right now, cause it's like dang, this I, I feel like you know you don't want your mom you don't want your kid to go out there and just be living off of you know scraps because they want to be an artist you want to make sure that they have everything instilled so it's it's uh it's, it's a great pers- perspective view of um what's going on with me. And then the other one I'm trying to, well, the other one that I'm starting is about mental health, um, something that's very big in my life. Um, battling ment- those mental health issues of, you know, depression, anxiety, and uh, just not understanding life altogether, <laughs> is uh, it, it, it's helping helping build me as a better man. So that's what's going on with me. It's been it's been it's been a great 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 flow, guys. You know, happy post-Corona, everybody. Um, Christian, thank you again for having me on the show. To all the acting on the run family, thank you for listening in to me. And my information, uh, where you can reach me at, is I'm on Instagram as I am Cavalier. I a m k a v a l i e r. Find me, follow me. I'm also on YouTube under Cavalier Bookings, and also on Facebook as Marcel J Sawyer. But. Hey, it's been wonderful. Thank you, family. Have a great night. Thank you, Christian. Peace out, family.